Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. Uh, Outlaw King, it's a, it's a film about um, a man, Robert the Bruce, and you might, um, if any of you have seen Braveheart before, it's a kind of a bit of a follow-on to that, um, and it's based in the early 14th century. And the Scots find themselves in a situation where they've got a man who's in line uh, to be king of Scotland, uh, but the English take over, the English, and uh, they find themselves on home ground, the Scots, they find themselves on home ground in Scotland, but under, under enemy rule. And Robert the Bruce decides to fight back and start a rebellion. And the Scots then take their land back, castle by castle, fighting successfully to regain their independence. So what's that got to do with Christmas? It's a very good question. See, when I was watching this film, I realized that a lot of us are on home ground in that in our minds, this is our home ground, and yet it's under enemy rule. And yet we are, we are constantly facing things like anxiety and depression and worry and doubt. But tonight can signify the start of a new season for you. One of peace, not one of worry. See, Jesus said that if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Christmas is an amazing time, and it should be a time of joy, of peace, of family, of enjoying life. Um, we heard that scripture before in, in Luke 2.14, where the angel said, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And it's a brilliant promise, because when you believe in Jesus, and you put your trust, your faith in him, God's favor rests on you. See, tonight this message is good news. It's a message of hope, it's a message of peace, and it's a message that has transformed my life. So I've had, I've had times in life when I've, I've worried about stuff, and you might have had times where you've worried about stuff, where you're paying for stuff, and you're already thinking about the credit card bill, or you're, or you're worried about the stuff you've got because you think somebody's going to take this from me, and you can't enjoy what you've got in life because you're thinking of what could happen and what might happen. And, you know, this isn't just Christmas. This is like, for a lot of people, this is constant in life, is that we worry about stuff. Um, today I want to look at peace, and more than that, I want to look at the Prince of Peace. And this, um, if we have the, the image at the back here, the Prince of Peace, and this, this is a painting um, uh, by a guy called Jack Dawson, and uh, he based it on John 16:33, which is the verse that Selina brought before, where it says, in me, this is Jesus talking, in me you may have peace, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And this painting of peace, and it's, um, if you look up the painting, basically there's a, there's a small ledge amongst this fierce storm of rain, of winds, of the seas crashing in. And on this painting, at the very bottom, you see a bird perched on a ledge. And that is what peace is like. See, when, when God talks about his peace, it's not about you being in control of your situation and you having complete understanding of what's going on. He's talking about his peace that he gives us. And his peace means that everything can be going to the wall around you. The country could be heading out of the European Union. <laughs> but even then, we can have peace. 
See, I, I grew up in church. I had a fantastic upbringing. Um, I say that because my parents are here. No, I, I was going to say that anyway. Uh, but I did. I had an amazing upbringing. I was brought up in church, and I heard all the different phrases of Bible, God, Jesus, mercy, grace, disciples, everything, all the, all the Bible stuff. Um, but this word peace just somehow seemed a bit soft to me. It didn't seem strong. It didn't seem like, oh, yeah, I want peace because then I'll feel peaceful. It didn't make me feel very manly, I'll be honest with you. Peace seemed a bit soft, but it, as we look in today's world, actually people are crying out for peace. People want peace. Terrorist attacks seem to plague our news, feed, our news feeds on uh, social media. The gun culture of America and knife crime in the UK keep us locked up in fear. The, the uncertainty of what is Brexit? No one knows anymore. We thought we knew. Uh, we thought we knew, and then suddenly no one knows. No one knows. It's like deal or no deal. It's not Edmunds. Um, <laughs> the epidemic of anxiety and depression seems more prevalent than ever. Everything we read seems to suggest that we should be afraid of what happens next. The first scripture I've got this evening is from the prophet Isaiah. And this was prophesied about six to eight hundred years before Jesus was even around, before he was even born. And the prophet said this in Isaiah 7:14. We heard it before. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. And then in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, for, us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. See, this child to be born was not just a boy, but he was God Almighty. He was God who walked this earth. He walked, he talked, he hurt like us, he loved. And there's no limit or end to his peace. He's not a limited resource. He surpasses understanding. He brings clear thought in murky situations. He calmed the raging seas. He stilled the roaring winds. He is our only hope and his name is Jesus Christ. See, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. But do you know him? Because you can know him. And his peace does not end. When Jesus was talking to his disciples before he went to the cross, he knew that his purpose was to come and to die for the sins of the world. And when he was talking to them, he was explaining what, was happen, what would happen next. And in John 14, 26 to 27, he talks about the Holy Spirit. He says, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. My first point is there is a promise of peace. But to obtain the promise, you must go through the process. And if you've been in any of our services for the last few weeks, you'll know this, that God's promises in the Bible often come with a process. See, we can't just expect God just to turn up for us and just to, you know, it says in the Bible that you'll prosper. It's like, well, why haven't I got loads of money then, God? Because there's a process to prosperity. You know, it also says in the Bible that you can have forgiveness. Well, why don't I feel forgiven? Because there's a process to forgiveness. Let me explain it. 1 John 1, 9, this is the process for forgiveness. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. See, there's a if we confess our sins. 
Exodus 14, 14. It's just another promise. And this promise is the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You know how hard it is to be still. I mean, you're doing really well now, by the way. But. <laughs> you know, in life, we, we struggle with that, don't we? It's like we need to feel like we're doing something. We need to feel like we're constantly on something. And, and God says, if you be still, I'll fight for you. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. See, that's an amazing promise, that you can have wisdom from God. And it's like, well, all we have to do is ask. That doesn't seem like much of a process. Well, last time you were in a tricky situation, did you ask God for wisdom? See, there's a process to the promise. Jesus said, I do not give as the world gives. See, our world is a limited resource. And, and we struggle to understand heaven and we under, struggle to understand Jesus because actually they're unlimited. See, Jesus' resources are not limited. See, the world's resource for anxiety, depression, or worry is tablets. And that's if you go to your doctors. Most people don't. Most people just go for a good night out. Most people just go for the booze or they go for the, you know, the comfort eating or whatever. And that's, that's our solution. It's limited, but it's our solution to anxiety or to worry or to stress. But they're all limited resources, whereas God promises you peace without end. Wow. See, the process is do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This isn't burying your head in the sand. This is an exchange of our worry, our anxiety, for his peace. See, we exchange it. We don't just bury our head in the, hand, head in the sand and think it's going to be okay. We actually exchange it. We say, God, I'm going to give you my worry. I'm going to give you my anxiety because I need your peace. There's a great song, and it says, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Hold your head up high. Don't fear no evil. Fix your eyes on this one truth. God is madly in love with you. So take courage. Hold on. Be strong. Remember where our help comes from. See, we can look at that and think, but you don't understand. You don't know my situation. See, growing up in church, I had a great upbringing. As I said, I didn't experience a lot of kind of hardships and troubles which other people do. And so how can I say to people, well, you can have peace. Well, it was easy for you. And you can think that, and you're absolutely right. But I know who I can point you in the direction of, and that is the Prince of Peace. See, the Bible says that he knows you. He says he, he knows the number of hairs on your head. I know, looking around this room, that's easier for some than others. <laughs> and you might think it's impossible not to worry, not to be afraid. In Matthew 19, 26, Jesus says, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Will you trust in him? Will you make that small step of faith to believing in Jesus tonight? Putting your trust in the Prince of Peace. My second point is this, that you'll never walk alone. See, in Anfield right now, Liverpool are taking on Manchester United. And those people on their phones who look like they're taking notes, they're just checking the score. <laughs> and they're, you know, the Liverpool team and the fans, they have this song. And we see this in the scriptures that Jesus promised, the advocate, he promised the Holy Spirit, God within us. See, Jesus was known as Emmanuel, which means God with us. But then Jesus promised the Holy Spirit, which is God within us. 
and he demonstrated community on earth. One of the first things that Jesus did after he started preaching to people was he called disciples to himself. Now, Jesus didn't need people. He's God Almighty walking on the earth. He is the everlasting Father, the wonderful Counselor, the Prince of Peace. Why did Jesus need 12 men around him? He was demonstrating to us community. He was demonstrating that you cannot do life alone. You need people around you. You need friends, family. And Selena touched on this earlier about church being that community of people that we don't do life alone. We're not meant to. Maybe you've experienced aloneness. And psychologists describe it as like a cosmic aloneness in the universe that although we can have loads of people around us, you can still feel alone. You can feel lost in a room full of people. We all have a God-sized hole in our hearts. Jesus promised the advocate, the Holy Spirit. He also promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you believe that tonight? My third point and my final point is this. And this is about anxiety and worry, is don't grasp it, cast it. There should be a picture up there of a, a fisherman casting a net. And often when it comes to anxiety and worry, we take stuff on and we hold on to it and we think about it and we worry about it. You know, worrying is rehearsing your problem without solution. It's thinking the same thing over and over and over again without resolution. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. See, maybe tonight you're a worrier. Maybe you worry about things that are going on. Maybe um, there's stuff going on next week and you're worried about it. Maybe you're worried about Christmas because you're worried about the bills. Maybe you're worried about the heating bills or the electric bills if you've got all the lights like this. You could be worried about all kinds of stuff. And the problem with worry is it doesn't let you enjoy what you've got now. See, what you've got now is awesome. And I know we don't think that because you think, oh, you don't understand my situation. We're in a warm room with beautiful lights, with great festive food out there. It's a great situation to be in, but sometimes we can't enjoy it because we're worrying about what's coming next. Matthew 6, 25 to 26, Jesus said this, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food? And the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? See what that tells me is God cares much more for his children than he does his pets. <laughs> so if you think of the animal kingdom, that's God's pets. And he looks after them. But he cares more about his children. He cares more about people than he does about his pets. He says do not worry. Do not worry. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. You can see there the process again. Don't be anxious about anything, but then he's giving you the solution. He's saying by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, when anxiety comes your way, cast it onto God. For years, you might have taken hold of it. For years, you might have worried about it. But from tonight, you can let it go. This is the good news of Christmas. This is the good news of, of Jesus coming to, to earth. 
cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So don't grasp it. That worry that you've had for years, those, uh, those things that you worry about that you think over and over and over with no resolution. You keep thinking about it, but there's no solution. Cast it onto God this Christmas. Tell yourself that this may hurt, but I'm going to get through this. I may not know how I'm going to pay for next month, but I just paid for this month. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. But thank God I'm still breathing. See, there's good news. See, what you believe is powerful. What you believe in your mind is powerful. Because it affects the way you walk. It affects the way you talk. It affects what you will attempt in life. And ultimately, where you end up. See, will you put your trust in Almighty God tonight, the Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace? When Jesus started preaching, he brought a simple message. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent simply means change your thinking. See, you were thinking like this, but now you need to think like this. And it's a simple change, but we need help. We need God's help in order to change our thinking. And I want to give you that opportunity now to change your thinking. And I want to end with another painting. You'd think I was like an art critic or something. I really know <laughs> I'm not. And this is a painting by William Holman Hunt, painted in 1853 or finished in 1853. And he called this painting The Light of the World. And it's a picture of Jesus knocking on a door. An overgrown uh, plants and weeds around it and he's knocking on the door and the thing about this door is it has no handle on that side because the handle is on the inside and William Holman Hunt explained this painting about 50 years after he painted it and he says the reason there's no handle is because we have to open that door in Revelation 3.20 Jesus said here I am I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. See, it's powerful. When you, when you entrust your life to Jesus, when you make that exchange of my worry and my anxiety, my fear for his peace, it changes your life. I know that because it's changed my life. I know that I don't have to worry about stuff. Now, of course, Anxiety comes, and of course worries come, but the Bible says that we cast it off. Like those fishermen, we throw it. And we say, I'm not having that, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not going to hold on to that and worry about it. I'm going to put it onto God, and I'm going to trust in Him. And it's an act of faith. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website 